This podcast is given to you by Arloka David Smith, teacher and founder of the Dharma Mind Buddhist Group. For more information, please go to dharmamind.net. These first uh, three talks, I believe, I've been um, airing and highlighting the, uh, the spiritual principles of our training, and I think I've pretty much, pretty much covered um, the subject. I think well, we could go on, but at least the whole the sort of. Um, the whole framework that uh, is essential to put into place because this isn't just about meditation and developing your meditation technique that's only a part of the picture we need we need it needs to be supported by the totality the engagement the totality the total engagement of your of your being in your everyday life um, in order, in order for it to be fulfilled, it's, uh, it's it's how it works, and that's how you get a complete understanding by engaging yourself in a complete way, completeness. If you just concentrate on one side, one aspect, i.e., meditation, and not really give much regard to these other features, then you'll get an incomplete understanding. It will be one-sided, of which. Many many people pursue that, that that way of doing things, but but their understanding will uh, will not the dharma will not be totally fulfilled. The fruit will not be as as uh, fulfilled as as it, as it could be. So you end up with a partial understanding, and Buddhism actually has had has been arguing with itself for over 2,000 years on this very subject but the scriptures are full of it so it's not me making anything up there's a, a complete there's a complete understanding and a one-sided understanding it goes by other names but if you want the complete understanding then you have to embrace the completeness of who, of who you are and incorporate and bring the whole of you into this training without picking and choosing without discriminating without marginalising bits because you consider them not to be important and being judgmental and discriminatory like that you'll end up with you'll end up with something that's could be so much richer so much fuller that's how it works and as I say I don't believe this is my it certainly is my understanding direct understanding but I think you'll find that um the scriptures are full of uh, this focus pointing to this, and it's been, a, as I say, been a controversy in Buddhism um, since the beginning, really. And it's and it's created schools and split off from each other. Fortunately, we don't turn around and fight each other like other schools of other religions do. We seem to leave it at the philosophical level and still still be friends with each other. 
which is a, is a, an example to a lot of other other religions. Um, so our training is very much about embracing the totality. You know that that famous expression, "The great way is not difficult; it only avoids picking and choosing." Well, that's not a small statement. That is a huge statement. That is not just some some interesting little throwaway. As, as no doubt it can be uh, interpreted by people. Um, what it points to is extremely profound. In that, as they say, without picking and choosing means you you take the hold of yourself. You don't pick and choose. Your meditation is is more important than your walking down the road or making a cup of tea. You don't consider that to be so important than the other and the other making the tea as being irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Actually, they're all part of the one jigsaw puzzle, if you like. They're all pieces that go to make up the complete picture. And if you and if you don't take on board one of those pieces, it's not going to just fall out the sky. It's something that you have to open and acknowledge and work with. And then you eventually you get a complete picture. And that complete picture is 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 the full understanding and the full liberation from who you think you are now the true liberation and this is our this is our this is our path this is this is the way this is what we follow this is uh we don't we don't pick and choose and 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 and, and the spiritual principles very much point to making this an inclusive training that every aspect and, and every sort of experience we have in life has to be treated with importance and acknowledged and worked with and not pushed to one side as not being important. It's very important we do this. Then you say yes to the whole of who you are. You open up to the whole of who you are and you embrace the whole of life. And embracing the whole of life means that you're embracing the whole of who you are because who you are in life are not two separate things. And that's what we... That's the spirit that we foster in our training. So I, 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 I covered these principles over the last couple of days and I think I finished yesterday by saying that if, you've got, if you can ponder these principles because this is not you know they say you know your sort of meditation technique and technicality so you can you can objectify that to some extent and make it something that you do as you as, as it were this is very much i think totally absolutely personal it goes right to the heart of who you are in an everyday experience your 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 relationship with yourself in the here and now never mind if you can meditate or not it's irrelevant but it's your relationship with who you are um, that um, that you need to look at, and that's I think that's far more challenging than cultivating a meditation technique. Actually, far far more challenging. And um, as I say, I, I I touched on features um, of what is really your relationship with who you are, who you see yourself as as being, and your relationship with yourself and also with the world people in the world and your connection with the world uh, and how you manage to 
<coughs> find your way through all of those things. So this is really hitting home. And so hopefully it's it stirred you to some extent. I hope you managed to reflect on certain parts of what was what's been mentioned over the last couple of days, and you can um, have a good look at yourself. And I say now's now's the first of January. It's the new year, an opportunity to turn over to 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 to, to drop your habits that you've been carrying, that you've been hiding behind, to reinforce you, that you feel secure with, protected by. Um, you have the opportunity now to challenge those in the year ahead, as, as is part of our tradition, although for us people we should be doing it, checking it every day of the year as it happens, but nevertheless we'll make, we'll, we'll, we'll make use of this particular day so I offered yesterday, you know, if you want to, if you have any thoughts on on on, uh, on what is a very personal issue actually, and you'd like to air them, so maybe we can all make use, find something useful for all of us, because we're all in the same boat, we're all doing the same thing. So is, does anybody have any any thoughts? Any queries? Uh, <clears throat> look, uh, one of the one of the queries I just had is, uh, you know, you talk about bringing virya uh, to our habits and I guess distractions and so forth. But uh, I guess I, I have a little problem discriminating that from willfulness. I'm kind of left with that. Who is this? Who is the person that's trying? Mm. So I wonder if you can well, yeah, that is is one of the biggest challenges that we've got. What's the difference between having wholehearted commitment and turning into something willful? It is. It's something you know. Like I, I, I've said over and over, you have to review this, view this training as as a as an experimental ground, as a playground. Where you where you experiment and you and you try things out, um, so that you can ultimately it may take a long time to find, but at least you're alive and you're aware to things like this, because this at any moment at any given moment this whole training can become an ego trip. Your ego follows you; it's your shadow, and everything everything you engage with, whatever it may be, however authentic it may be however selfless it may be, genuinely selfless, that that shadow is there, that little fellow is there waiting in the next moment to make it mine. And it's there and it's ready to snatch, ready to grab hold of, um, because that's what it does. It's, it's, it's 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 a phenomenon of attachment. It makes it mine. It grabs hold and says, this is, this is me, this is mine. And that's going to be with you all the time. But and all you can do about it is to be aware of, be very, very alive to it, and just keep watching. And this is why I say you've always got to be watching yourself, and, and just you know review, and 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 query yourself. As am I doing this right, or I'm just reinforcing, reinforcing the very thing that I'm meant to be letting go of, 
and you've got to experiment. And it is very difficult to get the difference between commitment and 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 willfulness. And then and then when you feel, you know, the thing that the thing that can the aspect that can help you so much is like inspiration. You know that we go look for inspiration, but again, that can so easily be a a way of just reinforcing reinforcing the self and, and achieving something and, it, and it's me but you've got to feel you need to bring yourself to this continually and looking at it continually and asking yourself these questions and experimenting and finding the difference between commitment and willfulness willfulness is, is attachment you know if it, anything to do with the self is attachment and it's something that you're grabbing hold of, um, and somehow it, it, it's a possession. And I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be enlightened. I'm, I'm, I want this, and, and this projecting, this image that we create around these things. Well, I would say the, the qualities of, of commitment tend to be something more quiet, more subjective, more inner, very much coming from 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 a. From a place with inside of you, not 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 from your head, from something that has that has quiet strength, that sits there and doesn't get pushed around, doesn't get doesn't get um, disheartened, doesn't get um, uh, let's see, it's it's that inner, it's that it's that quiet inner. In a conviction that that you have that what you're doing is the right thing for you to be doing, but it needs it needs that sense of equanimity with it that there's a consistency with it that it's something that just that 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 has a consistency that that commitment can just keep going like this even when forces come to really. Um, Push you away, really, really, really challenge it, or, 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 or just inflame the whole situation. Is that there's, there's just this quiet, this quiet inner inner conviction to just keep going. Something that nobody necessarily on the outside will ever see, but just that inner that inner feeling, that inner inner strength that we learn to cultivate with this, that can learn to bear with and to keep going. And not be phased, not be pulled around, but have a consistency there in all situations. That there is, like I always liken it to, just like gently leaning on something rather than standing it. Just, just gently lean into it, which takes a commitment to do that leaning. But you don't, you're not pushing too hard, or you're not backing off because it gets too difficult. There is just that, that, that consistency of just, of just. Bearing with, or just going with, and just leaning in on that, I, I think is that it's coming from the right place. It is that it's that inner thing because if it's ego and it's willfulness, willfulness can be very strong, but also it will it will always want its way, and if it doesn't get its way, it will it will it will give up. It will go and do something else. It will shift itself around a bit. It will go for it. Won't it? Won't have a consistency that that. That has that 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 that, that application that's that's just so consistent, just just keeps going irrespective of circumstances. Willfulness is not like that. It tends to be much more of a power thing. 
that um, that has ambition to achieve. And as I say, when things can go wrong, if it's anything to do with itself, then you'll get bored, you'll get restless, then you want to go and do something else because you haven't done what you wanted to do, you haven't fulfilled it. <coughs> it's very much like this. I think willfulness is very... Um, you can't rely on that. Whereas this inner, this other part of you that you find, this inner conviction, this quiet inner strength, that's what it is, is that you get through learning to bear with things. Inner strength, you're not born with inner strength. You've got to earn inner strength through life experiences of learning to, to, to be able to bear with not getting your own way. Unlike children, for example, who don't have inner strength, as soon as they don't get their way, they start crying, they start whinging, they start reacting, because they've got no strength to be able to say to themselves, oh, I'm not going to get what I want, but that's okay, I'll carry on. They can't do that. They learn that through, it's almost forced upon them, because in the end they're not going to get their way all the time, and they learn to discriminate and know that actually life isn't about always getting my way. Sometimes I have to be disappointed and, and, just, and just go with it. But the ability to go with that, because, because obviously you want, is, is, is where you get your inner strength, by learning to accept that you're not going to always get what you want and that and that willfulness that comes with that desire becomes an inner strength for you so when you grow and you, and you get older depends on your life and your life experiences you can have a lot of inner strength so when you grow up you, you it's called maturity actually it's called being a mature adult mature so that you go through life and when things don't go your way you don't make a drama of them all the time and start screaming that you want your way and life is, you know, everyone's against me, life is against me, and all this sort of stuff. Because the, the, the way life is, life doesn't give you what you want more often than not. You know, I don't, I don't know what the percentage is, but for everything you do get that you want, there's an awful lot that you don't get. Or you can make a problem of all of those things you don't get. Or you can, you can, you can quietly bear with the, the disappointment and that energy that's... that's, that's that's self-driven reverts and, and becomes your own inner strength so you can bear with and not make a big fuss when you don't get your way so it's that inner thing there that becomes your commitment becomes the energy of your commitment that just quietly sits there it doesn't make a big fuss it's not out screaming and shouting and and all the rest of it, it's that quiet that thing there that, that, that you tap into, that, that you use, that keeps you just consistently, keeps, you, keeps that momentum going. So when, all, when, if, when if life's challenges come to disappoint you, to just take all away all your, all your, you know, your ambition with this, this training and, uh, and, and, you, and you get so disappointed, it's that strength that will just it will it will carry on regardless, or you can tap into it and use it. Rather than, as I say, if it's willfulness, it, it could have a different characteristic. It is it is it is very much more unpredictable. It can be very strong, but it tends not to. It, it doesn't have that. It has. It, it's okay as long as it's getting its way. Let's put it that way. But as soon as it doesn't get its way, things start to happen somewhere. And often you say, ah, 
I'm going to give up on that. You've been defeated, in other words. So you give up. That's all in the realm of willfulness. That's not in the realm of genuine dharmic commitment, inner, inner commitment, where you just stay with, you stay with, and then you know you know, how difficult this training can be, and you're challenged all the time, and you're, you're invited to, 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 to nurture this inner string. And every time you bear with something, every time you go through a situation, and you, it's the beginning and the middle and the end, and you see it through without, without exiting, without running away, and you stay with that, and, and, all, and all the emotional difficulty you have with it, but you bear with it, you stay with it. That strength there will then turn over and become your own, your real genuine strength, not this willful strength. So the next time you're challenged, and that won't be too far away, you have the ability to stay and see things through, beginning, middle and end, which is... What is so massively challenging for us, this is where the whole thing of restlessness comes in. That we don't see things through when we don't like something, when we're challenged, we, we're off. We don't see things through, it's called restlessness. We're hopping around like a monkey all the time. Well, whereas if you, if you cultivate inner strength, you don't do that. That when this thing comes along, that you're not getting your way, or you get bored. You get bored because you have expectations with things, or it's not fulfilling something there that you want to be fulfilled, and it doesn't get fulfilled. So, you, so you, but you stay with it. So you put up with the disappointment. And you, this this is the grand way of, of of taming restlessness, so that you just have that consistency, and you just go and you just go with life. You go with that. You go with that life with with a, with a, with an equanimity rather than being a victim of circumstances that are always going to be wanting to be tossing you around all over the place. And if you do that, you will never get to know yourself. This will never. And that all comes into that 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 that, that willful sort of area, which is all grounding me in what I want. My ambition and life, life has got to be the way that I want it to be. I want, I want that. And, that's, and that can have terrific strength. But it's, it's very, very unreliable, never to be relied upon, and also very dubious that nobody just gets what he wants and he wants something else and becomes willful about something else. And I'll let it go. But this inner strength is of a different quality, a different order altogether. And that's something that you have to earn. And that's the strength that you use to bring to this training. Where you, you know, you go on week, month after month, year after year. And you're just going on and on and on. But somehow there's something there that's just keeping you going in a very consistent way. That when things come to knock you around, you just go with it. And they don't knock you over. But but you just keep that steady equanimity there. You've got to find, but you've got to experiment with this and, and test it and, and play with it. See it, as, see it as something that you have to learn. You know, it's called tasting the ice cream. You have to do it in order to to, 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 to see the difference between willfulness and, and 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 commitment. And then it's, it's you know it's the experience of the training. It's what you, hopefully you learn over the years of training. That willfulness will get you nowhere. It won't get you into trouble. That's where it will get you. 
and you won't, it will never be fruitful. But the other way, that inner strength, will actually see you through the difficulties of life that will come in to you virtually on a daily basis, emotional things, stuff. Just the universe, the nature of this realm is that it will always be, always be like that. But if you, you need to, you need to know how to, how to, how to develop a relationship with that. So that you just create that, it's called equanimity, this is a, not like this, but like this. So that you, you, you maintain that, you maintain that level. Because you've learned to not be pulled around by circumstances, you've learned to just, that's the commitment. And that's, you know, that's big. That's not a small thing. That's a big thing. And you have to earn it. No one's going to give it to you. Your mother or your father, all the money in the world that you've got, where you manage to buy everything else that you want to buy, materially, and people and situations. But you never buy in strength. You have to earn it. And that's what will give you that that commitment, that strength to keep that commitment going. Loka, can there be a consistency of willfulness of actually just being consistent and keeping yeah, yes. or bringing things through and getting things Yeah, but that that's that's the ambitious mind though. I don't think I don't think that's the Dharmic mind. I don't think that, that that's well, you know, of course willfulness can be very, very productive in this world. You can make you very rich and famous. In fact it's 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 um, you know, it's respected in the world. Oh look at him. He never gave up, he pushed on and and plough through things. That that you know that's coming from a different place. You know that's coming from the worldly experience of things, but that's not necessarily dharmic. You need you need you need something else because that, the, the challenges of the dharma is 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 something that's total. You, you know your whole being. Never mind what you manage to achieve in different areas and things. There's a totality involved here. You can be very successful in one area, but a complete shambles in another area. Usually emotional, but you could be, you know, by all means, willfulness is a very much used tool. But I don't, want, I don't think that will get you very far. In fact, it won't get you any. That just increases the self. It's, it's a self-driven thing, ambitious thing. What we do is about is about turning away from the self and not and not being pulled around by these by these forces. But you've got to. As I say, you've got to... I'm just thinking about the group, about the Dharma mind, Buddhist group, and where you have taken it from one part to where it is now. There's a consistency. But there, you know, looking from the outside in, there would also have to be a consistency of, of will, of you actually bringing that you know, forward. I don't regard I don't regard that uh, maybe I don't see it in the same way as you I don't see that as well I see it uh, you know if you're getting personal with me I don't see it I, I think if, if oh my god if I thought I was willful with this 
this wouldn't last five minutes and I wouldn't last five minutes. I'd be off because I wouldn't be getting what I wanted. I, I, I've always said this and you can believe me or not, I've never had an ambition with this group other, th other than bringing these principles and, 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 and things, you know, hopefully people can put things in, 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 in place and follow, but that doesn't mean that, to me that doesn't make it an ambition. I don't know where it's going. Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's called attachment. You know, if you're, if you're really, oh, it's God, that's willfulness. I'm going to succeed with this. Um, I would have, I, well, I would have walked away from it literally years ago, which I've almost done on more than one occasion. In fact, once I did walk away from it, actually, for about three days. <laughs> or was it two? <laughs> I just had enough. But if I thought, oh, I'm going to stick with this and I'm going to, I'm going to fulfil my ambition here, <laughs> you, you, you'd have, you lot would have defeated me years ago. <laughs> really? It's because, you know, I just, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to go anywhere with this. So how can I, how can I be defeated by it? Even though it's still massively challenging, because I've got a lot of conditioning, you know, there's still, you know, there's still me around there somewhere. So it's not all plain sailing. But, but if, I, if I was really ambitious with this, it, would, it, would, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be Dharma anyway. It would just be just a... I would just be creating a business or something for myself. Or an ego for myself. Same thing. And it wouldn't work. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't transmit. It wouldn't... You know, you, you'd all be egotistical maniacs, which of course none of you are. <laughs> you know, it's it's of a different it's of a different quality. I mean, that's the way I, you know, I would define the Dharma. Maybe others would define it. It is it is very it is very you know it is very very difficult to pick. The Dharma is very very subtle. You know, please accept that. It is very, very subtle. Subtle means that you don't understand it readily. That it's not, ah, oh, if I follow this thought, if I follow this, this concept, these, and I follow that along, uh, like you do, anything else you do in your life, you don't understand at the beginning, but you follow this thing, and you get there and you say, ah, now I understand. Yet we actually do this with the Dharma, actually, but it's, it's, so, it's so incredibly, incredibly subtle that your worldly mind will not come and do it for you. It can't do it. It can't do it. If it does, if you say, I've got it, then you be careful with that. Because that's just some other little monkey that's then decided that you've cracked it. It's, uh, it's very, very subtle. It's hard. It's hard to... There is an expression. I can't think what it is. It's, it's hard to see in the beginning. It's hard to see in the middle. It's hard to see in the end. Something like that. There is an expression to, to, to describe it. It is, it is always subtle. It is never, it is never, even when you, when you understand it, as it were, or you understand a certain level of it, there's another level, which, which is even more, you think, well, that's it. No, 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 no. <laughs> there's, a, there's another level which is even more subtle, that you think, wow, this is, I've cracked it, I know it. And this is what happens so much with us people. I understand it. Oh, that's right. Enough, enough. I've got it. 
you haven't you've got it to sort to one level and when and if you've got the openness and the humility to open to that and, and acknowledge yes right at last I've cracked that one taking me months weeks months God it's taken me years fantastic in that open to ah you see it that's not the end don't say that's it and then shut the door it's not there's another level that will just blow you away and you look back and you think wow I'm certain I got it all all sussed and damn mate look at this it now looks so crude so what why didn't I understand that in the first place it's so obvious you know why didn't I get that five years ago Hmm? Because I've now discovered another level of subtlety. It's so, wow, it just dwarfs that understanding. And, you think, and then you fall into the trap again. Now I've settled it. Now I've got it. Hmm? So you shut the door. But again, if you say, wow, 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 let's, let's... Let's, let's see if there's another level here, because maybe the penny begins to drop then, that actually, you know, you never actually find the, find the, bottom, the bottom, bottom line, as it were. And so you go on, and then... And then, and then it was the other one that was... Suddenly that becomes so... What? It becomes so crude, because you've got another sort... And I promise you, there is no end to it. It doesn't come to an end, and suddenly the, the end comes up. <laughs> it doesn't do that. But, the, you know, but, but the intellect can't see that, can't grasp, because the intellect, I mean, there is an end thing with you. You know, we put it in certain areas, and those, you know, you can put the end up with lots of things. You can't do that with the Dharma. So examining one's motivation for something is actually being aware of Always, that. always, always. I say, look in, always ask yourself, why are you doing it? Am I doing this for an ego? Is it just an ego thing? Even though you may be, may be very altruistic, but I'm not saying, you know, it's what you're doing is, is bad or unskillful or whatever, but actually something very, very useful. Um, and the ego can be very useful. The ego can do a lot of good in the world. It's not black, this isn't black and white. Otherwise, we would all suss it out, wouldn't we? Um, you can look at that, but what you've got to realise that you're not—you're not in the ego game here. You're not in it in the, in the in the, in the business of promoting a good ego, which is certainly a lot better than promoting a bad ego, of course. But you're not even—you're not even in the in the mode of, of, of promoting a good ego, which which is which can be a skillful step because it's taken away a lot of the crudeness. But that's not, that's again, that's not the end of the road. That's just, that's just helping to create the environment, to create a, an equanimity, a smoothness, because you're doing wholesome things and, and good things in the world, which, may, which is, you know, nobody can take that away. But still, that, that, that is, that, 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 that is not the bottom line there is, there is more that's, that's a preparatory that's, that's an upaya skillful thing there you have to step more deeper and like I say you just go deeper and deeper with that until in the end you are truly selfless and what you actually do and what before you were doing was very good 
But when you look at it, you see, well, there's still a little bit of me in there somewhere. There's still a little bit of me doing it. Um, you know, maybe I want people to like me, or think good of me, certainly not think bad of me. Um, a, li a, a, li a little bit of self-interest in there somewhere, which actually you can't avoid. There's no good making a problem with that. You can't avoid that. And it's certainly better to have that sort of a, you know, an ego, if you like. But don't, don't think that that's what the purpose of all this is. That's to take you, as I say, is, is to create a more, a more um, harmonious experience with life. So it's like stilling the waters even more, stilling the ripples on the waters, so that you still them, you know, with skillful means, and then you can, you can look over it when you look deeper. Does ah, there it is. No, it's not. <laughs> you go there, that it goes more and on and on and on and on and on. The true self, and in the end, there is true selflessness, and that is that is that is what this is about. And then, and then, what then takes over is a complete mystery. It's not this person. It's it's something that's inconceivable, but it's something that well, that that can that is that is the it's the, the part of you that can really do do good that can change. You can't change the world. The Buddha didn't make a bad job of it, did he? You know, look what he did. Just one man two and a half thousand years ago who actually became selfless. That's true selflessness. Look what, look at the ripples he sent out. That's, that's the, that's, that's the, the potential that all humans have got. You know, I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's always the self that's in the way, that's blocking it, that's restricting it, that's keeping it small and tight. When that's out of the way, it's, it's it's a great mystery manifesting itself. Which ultimately, you know, when it's truly selfless, when they're truly, truly, there is no sense of that individual. All you've got there is love. It's just pure love, pure love and pure wisdom, because that's the nature of reality, and it's reality unhindered. And that's where and we have got the potential. To, to manifest, to, to discover, and to, and to allow, and to open the door for that to come into the world. Only humans can do that. And what that can do is, well, you know, there are cases of it in the world, in history, where people have managed to do that. But until then, there is always this, there's always this little bit of me there somewhere. It's always, are you convinced that, you know, you've gone beyond it or whatever? But that's okay, you know. You know, you can go out there and you can do good. You can do good things, of course, and that's what we're always aspiring to do. And that's great. And that's not a problem. That's fantastic. That's to be celebrated. But don't get carried away by it. That, you know, you're a Buddha, as it were. There is still, there is still subtleties there that need to be to be worked on. If you want to, if you don't want to, fair enough. It's your choice. Nobody's going to make you. But if you want to really, really get to the to, to the true fulfilment, then it's it's an endless journey, really. But the more you know, the the less ambition you can have, the less you're going to get disappointed. But still have the motivation that ambition can give you. That's what we're after. 
And it's, that's not an easy thing to find, is it? And we are so deeply conditioned that everything reverts to me anyway. We can't help it. It's all me, 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 me. Whatever level. That's all we know is me, me, me. This dualistic world is a creation of me. And we're in it. And it creates the world. And somewhere in there, there's a me. And where there's a me, you know, there's something that's not quite, that, that could be better. I think that's a lot to do with that's a lot to do with humility. <laughs> Just what I've been saying there is is, is a feature of humility. Humility means about giving the self up or being selfless as much as we can. As I say, you know, ultimately, it it, it to be truly one hundred percent selfless is never is is, is is a very very lofty ideal. But you know, we work towards that, and the more that we that we do try to do things without reward, without ambition, but be wholehearted and, and respond to circumstances, whatever that human circumstances, whatever they may be, is you know is taking the steps along that path. And humility means about giving yourself up, leaving yourself, you know, available to to to, to, to life, to follow life's whatever 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 life opens up for you to follow that with a sense of um, selflessness without, without ambition, without self-ambition because when you bring the self in it begins to pollute, distort it's what it does, it can't help it because it's not, it's not the truth it's, it's, it's a manufacture it's something, it's something that's been made up that doesn't accord with reality and it, and, it, and it messes it up. It, it doesn't quite hit the mark. It can't do, it can't ever do that. It's not possible. But that humility, you know, as far as we're concerned, is something that, you know, that we can cultivate. This is all part of our training. It's about to give up that ambitious, <coughs> mind, that ambitious mind. And that I'm, I'm doing this in order to get something. Um, and see that, you know, that, that, that is absolutely the heart. At, a, at at the heart of conditioning is that we do we are we are we are driven by self and we're turning the other way and we have ways of nurturing humility our training is supposed to take us in that direction everything we do bowing the head as they say have learning to uh, to give up it is to give up to give up the mind, the, the, the ambitious mind, the ego. Because the ego always wants something. It will only do something because it, because it, because it wants something. And it will do it. So essentially it's about giving up, doing something for personal gain. Well, what do you mean by that? You've got to look after yourself in this world. Um, you know, it's... It's... And you and you have to discriminate, and you have to, as we were saying a couple of days ago, you do have to pick and choose your way through things. You can't just sit there and do nothing. You do have to engage with the world um, and play the game to some extent. But it's, it, I think it, it, it depends on you know to what level you take that. You do need to, you do need to engage. You do need to look after yourself, and you do need to interact with people. 
but I think it's also something that you can watch and be very, very careful of and look at and see, you know, why am I doing this? What's this about? Question yourself all the time rather than blindly go running off after something. But do it in a much more measured way. And if you, and if you are doing this training and this training is important for you and you know, and you know, you know what, what, what it's all about, you, you'll see everything with that mind. And then whatever you do, you know, you will check yourself. This is all part of the checking process. You will check and you'll look and you'll see if that's skillful or unskillful, whether that's something conducive or not conducive. But see, it's a, it's a process. It's not getting it bang like this. Because you're not going to do it. But it's a refining thing, bit by bit. And you refine. You come, you come to the practice, you begin to meditate, and that immediately makes you question things. You've got a previous life, you've got a life of history and all the things that you've done and all the things that motivate you, things that you want, like and dislike. You've already got enough material there to be looking at, to be working on. So you look at that, and, but your perspective is now different to what it used to be. You have a different perspective. So you, you, you're honing it, you're polishing it as you, as you go along. And you make mistakes. And you still get driven by it self-interest and greed. You've still got some greed in you. You just want something for you. Well, you know, that's something to, to look at. Sometimes we follow it. There you go, nobody's perfect. And you can do it in reverse, can't you? I mean, there's a danger of trying to be a selfless person. Well, try to be selfless, I think, is by definition questionable. Because he's the one that's trying to be selfless. It's like trying to pick yourself up off the ground, isn't it? Can you do that? The answer is you can't. You can try if you like. It'd be very interesting to watch you try and lift yourself up off the ground. But that's that's what happens if you try to be selfless. But you can still refine it, even though you even though you do have self motivation, you make, you make friends with that. You don't make an enemy. You don't say, "Ah, oh, look at you, you hypocrite! You want to be like this, and look at you. All you do is you just want, want, want all the time, and you're talking about you want to be like this. Oh, you hypocrite! I know that was a big thing for me when I came. Seeing the duality of that within yourself, what what you are and what you want, can be quite a big gulf between the two. So you make a problem, that's where you beat yourself up and you don't like yourself. You're a hypocrite. You know, that's you've got to make friends. I say, well, you know, I can't help it. I don't know any other way. This is the way I am. And make friends. But you begin, you begin to, you begin to let those things go. You begin to hone it slowly, slowly, with patience. And begin to begin to declutch on those things, those cruder things that you know that have brought that that sense of dislike on. You can slowly, slowly, slowly you can pull yourself back from that. And I will say, well, I'm doing my best, and you can never do more than your best. You know, we're all conditioned beings. You know, we all are, we all are what we are, and you you can't snap your fingers and just blow it all away. And it takes, well, it's called training. You spend your life doing it. If you want to, if you don't want to, well. But if you want to, you, 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 need, you need to put the skillfulness in place so that you can, so, so that these things can be fulfilled. 
and that's a lifetime of lifetime a lifetime's work and, and and a lot a lot of difficulty along the way huge amount as you crash into your conditioning and your self-interest and you begin to say no to it and that is that's not a, an easy place to go to but you do your best and only you know if you're doing your best and if you fall over and you fall into your average well be aware of that take note look at it but don't beat yourself up and when it comes again do your best to just pull back a little bit more than the last time and on and on and on do it in a skillful way in a kindly way um, but always bringing that commitment and that and that that discipline because it's not going to happen on its own you can't sit around and wait for this to happen and wait for change to happen it's not going to happen you have to engage with it it's not passive that's, that's the commitment there commitment, commitment isn't passive by definition Commit, commitment is an energy is a, is, is a volition is a virya that's not passive, that's active. <clears throat> but it's about directing it, learning to, rec- to direct it in the correct way, to funnel it in the right way. Slowly, 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 slowly. And if you start saying, oh, you're going to get it all done in the next two years, and I met people, two years, give yourself two years, and then it's all going to be over, I guarantee you're going to fail. That's, that's ego, for goodness sake. If you go into this with an inner determination but not have, a, have an end game in mind, then, you're, then you're, how can you disappoint yourself? It's only when you set things up and you don't fulfil them, then you get disappointed. Then you beat yourself up. You, you don't like yourself or you don't like others. You blame others. Daddy, daddy, dad. Why? Because you have put this finality in place. So you blame yourself. Don't blame other people. Don't put that finality in place at all. Then how could you possibly be ever disappointed? It can't happen. That's, this is what you, you know. One of the things you have to learn about yourself is that you're setting yourself up to beat yourself up all the time. This projecting thing. You're just making dukkha for yourself. Don't do it in the first place. Then you can't. Then then you don't suffer. But still have this inner determination, inner commitment. Just keep plodding on, doing your best, doing your best, doing your best. And then what, what, what fruit falls, what opens up for you, wow, enjoy it. But then let it go and move on to the... And that will clash with, with everything inside it, with all your conditioning inside. That's what it's clashing with. Because you've been conditioned into being an, an ambitious being. That's why you suffer. Um, Aloka, when you <clears throat> when you went through the, the ten points, um, one thing that's probably twelve actually. Sorry, twelve points. One very thing. very un-Buddhist, I might add, <laughs> but nevertheless, we'll let that one go. <laughs> <laughs> um, what sprung to mind for me is. Um, you know, something that goes on now and again. That if if I if I happen to see an attractive woman, 
you know, nature kicks in and the, so the, the hormones and the chemicals and all the rest of it kick in and, you know, I start to have a reaction, I start to get excited, I start getting drawn in that general direction. And then a dialogue starts in my head, a bit of a conflict. One side saying, oh, Mike, you know, you should be beyond this. You're not being mindful, you know, you're failing in some way. And the other side is saying, well, this is just nature. You know, you just, that I didn't ask for this phenomenon, this phenomenon just came up. And what came to mind was, you know, the right way to approach that kind of phenomenon. I'm sure there's a generalization there that's just one, you know, one particular image. There's probably a generalization there on how to approach that type of phenomenon. Desire, I suppose, um, from the point of view. Well, one way you can begin to make friends with it, rather than turn it into a conflict, is, is to realise, like you say, it's completely natural. It actually got nothing to do with you. It's nature. It's nature that has to reproduce itself, like all the animals. That's not, that's not, a, that's not um, a, a free will, although us humans can regulate that most animals do at a certain time of the year, whether they like it or not, and they just get on with it. We at least got that. We can we can decide, you know, which season we want to get active in, so to speak. <laughs> um, but nevertheless, there is something there that's beyond you. It's definitely something I've, you know, I've looked at, I've investigated over the years because it's been a massive thing for me in my life. And and it's like everything else. It is about it's not it's it is about making friends with. It's not to, not to. To, to, to keep fueling that, that, that thing that you've got no control over, like, like you've got no control over a lot of other desires that you have. But the other ones you can actually pull back. This one, you're de- you've got that, plus you've got nature, which you can't do anything about. But what you can do is that you can start to bring a bit of self-control and stuff. That bit you can work on. But at the end of the day, you know, you're always going to walk down the road and and be, and, be, and be attractive, probably, till you get a little bit older, then maybe that, that might go, that might fall away as well. But um, uh, it, 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 it is, it is like, you know, in one sense, you, you, you approach it in exactly the same way as you do all the other things that you're working with, and it's about restraint, it's about breaking the habit, not buying into, but also realising that ultimately you ain't going to stop here. Because that's the way it is, but um, you know you can you can you can pull the reins on that and 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 do and do and do your best with it. And you know some people are driven more than other people. Some people don't have that drive at all, or they have a little drive and it's not a big deal. Others just get completely possessed by it. But certainly, the more you buy into it, the more you want. I think you may have discovered that one. That, that all you do is fuel in the fire, um, but to, you know to learn to turn away from that, and you know I know, I know you know like like monks. I mean, if you meant to be celibate like a monk, I mean you've got you've got a massive, ch- and that's the thing that defeats practically all Western monks when they disrobe. The truth being, it's usually the sex drive that's just you know they have to go and make babies basically. Um, which, which is, you know, they, they feel they have to do before they get too old, and that, and that happens. And I think that's the single biggest thing that, that makes because they are they are meant to be celibate. And if you're not celibate, it's a, it's a, it's a big issue. 
Um, but they got ways of dealing with that sort of meditations and ways of diverting the mind and feeling it, you know, whenever that comes along. I mean, you can you can do all these, you can bring all these things in to to help you. But I think, like I say, is is not to make it not to make an enemy, not to make a problem, and and you know, at the end of the day, it's something to be enjoyed. Actually, you know. And sometimes enjoy it. <laughs> it's not going to take you. You don't have to be celibate to do this training. That's just nonsense. You don't have to be. It can be a fantastic source of insight. Actually, see your attachment because it's the biggest attachment that most of us have. But to see its reality and to get to know yourself and see it. personally. I mean, I could see. You know, when 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 that thing was was was. At its peak, or when you know these things come and go a lot, they ebb and flow a lot. It's usually when I'm feeling my most insecure, my most lonely, is that you want to fulfil that. Well, that's wow. Is that something to look at? You know, rather than get sucked in and and, and fulfil that because you're feeling lonely, that's not nature. I don't think. I think nature just wants you. Doesn't have those opinions. Just wants you to keep the species going, and it drives you. Uh, you can you can look at your you know am I doing this because I'm feeling lonely, I'm feeling you know nobody loves me or whatever. Well, that's wow, that's something to look at there, and and get to, and get to the bottom of that, and 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 really see that having sex ain't gonna ain't gonna cure that. One iota, it's gonna make it worse actually. Um, so you can use it. I mean, I've I've always used that 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 force. To, to get to know myself, but ultimately, you know, it's it's gonna you you're, ne- you're never gonna up- uproot it completely because it's it's something that's natural within you. But you know, contain best you can. Don't go and make problems with yourself with it because, by golly, you can create all sorts of issues. You know, once you give into this, I mean, not just the sexual thing, but all all the repercussions that that leads on to. That um, that you can be sucked into and stuff you get into that you can't get out of. I mean, it can be it can be a very very serious thing to get caught up with in the world, um, where it's very difficult to turn around and walk, walk away from. Um, you need to look at all of that and say, "Oh, you know," and 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 not and not go there. <clears throat> but it is. Um, You know, at the end of it, it has those. I think there's unique. It has that unique characteristic, but the principle is still the same: is that you need you need to show restraint, get to understand it, get to know it, where it's coming from, um, keep it in its place, but don't make a problem of it. You know, because you can, and we use, certainly in our culture. You know, in our, in our sort of up, 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 upbringings, sex can be such a negative thing, can't it? It can create all sorts of guilt, and we're bad and all the rest of it, and we shouldn't be doing this and doing that, because it's... I mean, that's very much in the heart of our of our upbringing over You don't get it in other parts of the world. It doesn't exist, despite what we might think. <laughs> it simply isn't there. It's, it's, it's uh, well, you know... Let's, let's be honest. I mean, it's our Christian upbringing and, and the guilt that 
that that entails and creating making sin creating sin and and all of this sort of stuff so we end up feeling guilty and we end up actually you know really disliking ourselves so much simply we can't stop it anyway so we just really hate ourselves for, for all of that stuff but all of that that's conditioning there's nothing natural about that that's that's what's, what's been rammed into us from when we were kids you won't get that in other cultures in the world they don't know what you're talking about why should you feel guilty about the most natural thing in the world? It's like feeling guilty about going to the toilet. You know? What? Well, that's what you do. It's just natural. So you've got to get over that one because there's a lot of that guilt stuff there. And I know for me it was that. Being brought up the way I was brought up. There's a lot of guilt there that you've got to wade through and see that it's all conditioning. It's all stuff that's meant to keep you in control. And you've got to, it's a, it's a, it is a very big package. That one is a very big package and it's very deep. And it's very complicated because it's also dealing with, you know, nature. So a lot to be working with, but ultimately it's about making friends with it and learning to, you know, keep it in its place like you do everything else that you engage with. Yeah. It is a big one. Well, we can continue this tomorrow, if you wish. Because I think, you know, this is, this is you know, th- these are very important things that we need to kick around and uh, get some sense so we, so we get to understand what, what we're up to. Because we can get so confused by all of this. Because it, it, it's banging against our conditioning. All the time it's banging against. We've got to learn, like children, how this works. To put the tools in place so that we can slowly unpick ourselves and free ourselves of this burden that we've all created, that we all carry, that we all become a victim of. You know, It's not an easy job, it's not a slow job, and it's not easy to understand and, and, and to put in place. But we can get there.